Hey, how you doing? Today on the podcast, why you should want to be uncomfortable and how to love your job no matter what job you have right now and improve the whole company. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. I love being comfortable, don't you? I mean comfy chair, comfy car, comfy job, comfy relationships, comfy routine. Who does not like comfortable? But what if your comfort level is actually stopping you from becoming great? What if that's the lid on your growth? And what if it's stopping you from doing great things? When was the last time you did something for the first time? Well, hey, Greg, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Well, if you feel like comfy's good enough, then okay. But you're probably done. Because it means you stopped improving. I mean, isn't it fun to keep working and making everything better? Doesn't being comfortable mean you've given up trying, learning, and doing new things? I mean, could it even stop you from doing what you were born to do? I love what runner Steve Prefontaine said. Don't be afraid to give up the good and go for the great. There's a great book, How Champions Think, by sports psychologist Bob Rotella. Now, he's worked with some of the biggest names in sports and business, and he found that the people who achieve greatness don't allow themselves to be comfortable. He said, in sports and business, if you're not aspiring to dominate, to be the very best, you're probably coasting. And you can only coast in one direction. The clients Bob loves to work with are the ones who say they want to be number one in their field, you know, like the best golfer in the world. He doesn't get real excited when a client says, I just kind of want to get by, or I just want to make the team. No, the great ones start with big dreams and big goals, develop a process to reach them, and enjoy the process and the work they do to achieve those goals. Another great quote from Bob, going after big ideas takes sweat. It takes persistence, patience, and a bedrock belief in yourself. Not everyone will do it. That's why we call it trying to be exceptional. What might you miss out on because you're comfy the way things are? What could your career be like? What could your marriage become? What kind of life could you create? What could your relationship be with God? What could God end up doing with you, to you, and through you if you give up being comfortable? How could you impact your family? How many people could you help? How about if we start living by this? At least once a day, do something good that makes you uncomfortable. Have you ever gotten too comfortable and then regretted what you might have done instead of just, you know, being comfortable? I have. I know I could have put more effort into basketball and gotten more playing time. I could have become a starter, maybe even played in college. I don't know, but I got comfortable. I created excuses. I was too short, too slow. The coach didn't want to play me, on and on and on. Yeah, I could have done more. I I could have done more to become a better guitar player, and who knows where that could have gone. I could have, but I got comfortable. I love what Jim Rohn said. Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. See, if we get too comfy with the way things are, We'll never know what might have been. It's really your decision. Neither choice is wrong. Are you comfy and done trying to make things better? Hey, that can be a fine life. Can also lead you to look back and wonder what might have been. Or maybe you're comfortable, but you're willing to keep improving things for you and for those you care about. What kind of extraordinary life could you create if you give up comfort? Which one do you choose? 
Here are a couple questions I'd love you to email me the answers to. You can also do it in the Spotify platform. When did you get comfortable and it hurt you? When did you step outside your comfort and it helped you? If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnap.com. The information's in the show notes. I hope you're really working on finding and pursuing your passion and purpose in every part of your life. But sometimes I have people say, Greg, I, I can't quit my job and start a new job right away. You, you might not need to. I mean, you can love your job no matter what job it is if you can find a purpose in it. And you can help the whole company at the same time. So here's some questions for you. Are you disengaged at your job or are your employees? And a poll from Gallup says between 60 to 70% of American employees are. Why? And I think it's because the old ways of controlling people, salary, benefits, threats of being fired, they don't work anymore. They certainly don't get you the kind of team member you want. I mean, who wants to work for carrots and fear of a stick? But what if there's something you can do that leads to more engagement, more creativity, more productivity, and yes, even joyfulness and happiness for everyone in your organization? You know, research shows that there is something like that. It's this desire for purpose that we talk about all the time. It is the most important driver of employee and customer engagement. And the research already shows that when people believe in the purpose of the company and the job, they're more engaged. They're more loyal. They're more willing to give extra effort. It all starts with purpose. What's your company's reason for being? What does it stand for? What difference does it make in the world? How does it change the lives of its customers, clients, and team members? And yes, of course, people work for money and benefits, but they want purpose and meaning too. What's the purpose of your work? What's the purpose of your role in the company that you work at? Greg, this is sounding kind of touchy-feely, man. Yeah, I get it. I understand. But the research from Gallup, Deloitte, and others is proving that companies that have a strong sense of purpose have more engaged and happy employees and customers who are super loyal. It's good for everybody. It's also good for the bottom line. Now, it does require a commitment from the CEO all the way down. And the commitment is to this idea that purpose matters, that every job includes tasks, but every calling includes a passionate purpose behind it. You know, I learned a lot of things in grad school for my counseling psychology degree, but the most important thing I learned was from legendary family therapist Virginia Satir. And she said, we need to look at every person we meet and imagine that they have a sign around their neck that says, I just want to count. Every single human being on earth has that desire. I just want to count. I tell you what, not even just at work, but Every single person I meet, when I remember that and I picture that sign on their chest when I'm talking to them, it changes everything. It changes the way I listen to them. It changes the way I think about them and feel about them. It changes the way I talk back to them. I mean, it's awesome. See, no one wants to just go to work and be a cog in a machine or just punch a clock to get a paycheck or just make some widgets. Everyone wants to count. You want to be a part of something that matters. You want to see the difference you make in the world. You want to live a life of meaning and purpose. And if you can't find that in your job and life and help other people find it as well, it's not going to go so good. But when you do, oh man, the sky's the limit. I love what William James said. Act as if what you do makes a difference. 
it does. See, when I started to see one of the purposes in my counseling job is letting people know they count, I knew I was making a difference in people's lives. When I was doing my daily radio show, I had signs up in the studio reminding me of my purpose. Talk to one person and make sure he knows he counts. Talk to him like the friend that he is. Entertain and inform him. Laugh with him. Lift him up. When I did that, everything else fell into place, and I felt like I was doing what I was put on the earth to do. I did better radio. I was more creative, engaged, productive. I was happier. See, when I use that philosophy in my coaching and podcasting, that motivates and inspires people. I know it motivates and inspires me. So if you own a company, what's the purpose for your business? How are you going to make a difference with it? If you're a team member, what's the purpose of your job? How does what you do serve that purpose? How does it greatly impact the life of your customer for the better? How do you get meaning out of it? If you look for it, you can find it in any job because all jobs have purpose and meaning. And really, the same thing goes for every part of your life. What's your purpose? How do you serve that purpose? It always leads to serving others as well. I love the Steve Jobs mission statement for Apple way back in 1980. It was this, to make a contribution to the world by making tools for the mind that advance humankind. What? Yeah, man. That's pretty cool, isn't it? To make a contribution to the world by making tools for the mind that advance humankind. He didn't talk about computers or phones or tablets. He talked about his purpose, his why. So are you just working a job and completing a task? Or are you following a calling to be part of an important purpose bigger than yourself? Ebby Edelman said, never work just for money or for power. They won't save your soul or help you sleep at night. So here's a simple exercise for you and everyone in your company. Imagine you're the customer. What are you hiring the company, product, or service to do? If you were the customer, what would make a difference in your life? What would the company need to do to serve its purposes in your life? What would make you a loyal customer? ready to tell everybody else that they should check this place out too. What would it be beyond price? I mean, we don't want to get into a price war. We want to overserve the customer to the point that price is not the primary motivator. What's the purpose of each person who works for you and with you? What do they see as the higher calling in their job, not just the task? And does your purpose for your business inspire, elevate, and drive the people who work with you? If not, you better work on one. Do you tell great purpose success stories that resonate with your customers and team members? Do you ask your team members to tell those stories at every meeting to get things started? Because you guys should be focusing on this all the time. It's going to drive your success. Are you providing ways for your customers, clients, and team members to tell those purpose stories so they feel more connected and able to see how they're making a difference? If I work for you, would my daily experience align with how I'm told my work serves the purpose of the business? Are you leading by living out your purpose story in your daily work, or are you just paying lip service to it? Whose life are you going to make a difference in today? How many moments of purpose will you experience today, and how many might you miss because you don't know what your purpose is? When am I going to stop asking you questions? Right now. Let's go. If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnapp.com. The information's in the show notes.